episode number 58. Can't pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey. Here we are again. Here we are again at the Havana Cafe. Coffee. Coffee's good, good this week. Yeah, I've been enjoy- enjoying my large. I mean, it's always coffee, coffee, so it's always good. Right, you can't beat it, you know? Coffee's just the thing. That's half the reason why I come to do this podcast with you is, is Well, I was listening to this um, kind of mindfulness podcast the other day, and they were talking about how we're all addicted to caffeine, and this is like, you know, not going in the right direction, because this is just giving in to uh, the stressful life we live. And I was like, no, man. No, you can't I'm get sorry. rid of my caffeine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to or entertain anything other than good things that are said about caffeine yeah (laughs) yeah i'm with you that's why we get along so well exactly so hamlet said to thine own self be true and this is what we're talking about this week exactly i like it and you know what um um, well the term you hear a lot is authenticity and i at one period in time in my life had issues with authenticity as a phrase as a word as a buzzword but um, I think it's an interesting conversation to um, be had in terms of yeah how do how does one be true to themselves in a world that's constantly or a society that's constantly telling you how and who you should be in the form of TV advertising um, all those sorts of things that say here's what you need to have a successful complete fulfilled life now i'm going to ask you towards the end of the show about what your problems were with authenticity because i want to hear about that but let's first talk about what it okay. is <laughs> all right yeah so yeah let's talk about what it is and i think and you've got all your pretty notes well, that you sent me last night just to make me jealous because my notes are like the type a personality they're like i read this book and here's these notes yeah. this is why i was so good at, <laughs> at school but is that what it is <laughs> well see if i if i if i don't do it like this then it won't stick so this actually helps me to focus my scattered brain <laughs> um so authenticity you got a definition for us somewhere in those organized well, it notes seems of yours. like from reading i mean we all kind of have an idea about this but i think that this is why i really like going back to these core concepts mm. these things that we take for granted that we know what they are and actually do a bit more reading because a lot of the stuff wasn't stuff that was brand new like once I was reading it it was like yeah that's kind of obvious but it brings everything into the foreground for you and kind of gives you a chance to be aware of it in a different way I think so it's you know it's basically on a fundamental level like you have these beliefs and values and it's about living in your daily life true to those beliefs and values so you have kind of a consistency yeah Um, so if you feel inauthent- like you're being inauthentic it's because you're not able to be real with someone you're not able to express live your truth yeah that's right yeah <laughs> um, Psych Central defines it as being authentic means coming from a real place within it's when our actions and words are congruent with our beliefs and values it is being ourselves not an imitation of what we think we should be or have been told we should be. And I think what naturally spins out of that, and my nice pretty notes here kind of leads to, is it's almost a continuous process in terms of finding what your authentic self. On the surface, you would think, well, I should know who I am authentically. But I think our beliefs and our values, and I know we've had conversations about this, can get so muddled as in we're not necessarily sure where any particular belief and or value came from, what originated it. Was it something that we got from our parents? Was it something that we picked up from you know, your, my, our peers or your church or wherever? Um, but you haven't maybe necessarily done the work to say, well, actually, based off of my experiences of life now, does that belief and or value still hold true? Or do I just, you know, in a unaware state just follow it because that's what I've always sort that's of very done. true yeah yeah. Mm. yeah no I think that that's kind of a lot of the stuff that I read it's it's like there's three aspects to it it's 
kind of first you have to know yourself. So yes. there's that whole kind of self exploration and like you're Socrates. saying, kind of um, like getting clear about what your values are and whether and distinguishing between the things that you've just kind of accidentally adopted and you know through growing up or whatever and things that you really believe in so differentiating that and that process kind of is a whole world in and of itself and then like the second bit is kind of marrying that up with your actions and your like lived reality and then the third bit is kind of like how you deal with society's influence and people in your life's influence and whether or not you allow that sometimes to influence you to act against your values. Because we've had this conversation before, because I sometimes have to sh- shift shift who I am. Is it that the right way to shift my way of being, I should say, as opposed to shift who I am, depending on who I'm with, because of maybe a number of different things, my level of trust with that person, my level of connection with that person, where I think, or if I think they're authentic or inauthentic, so how much of myself do I want to uh, give to that person? I think we also had a conversation with the fact that sometimes when I want to be my authentic self, the people around me don't want me to be, Yeah. Um, and so they can't deal with it, and in order to fit in, then yeah, I shape, shift it is, yeah, that is really interesting because, you know, when I'm reading all of this stuff, it's all really straightforward. And mm. there's these psychologists that have done, there's a, I was going to send it to you, but it was kind of last minute. There's this authenticity scale that they've developed yeah. to do research. Because, you know, if you're, if you're an academic researcher, you have to put things into numbers yeah, and all absolutely. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, and they, and they write down things like, here's, here's some questions from the scale. I think it's better to to be yourself than to be popular. And you have to answer on a question, on a range of like, Shall I answer no. it? You answer and I'll, I'll take the test. Go ahead. Well, I only have about five That's just right. as examples, but you either are one, on a scale of one, no, this is not me at all, yep. to seven, yes, 100% this okay. me. Okay, pick me up. I think it's better to be yourself than to be popular. Be yourself. That's how yeah, I so answer you're on, a, one. on a seven. Or one, which one's yeah, the one. best? One. One, all right, one. I... I don't know how I really feel inside. Uh, I do know how I feel inside. So what about yeah. seven? Is that the opposite? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Just okay. do, yeah. Just we won't do the numbers because I can't stand numbers. Just, right. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, I am strongly influenced by the opinions of others. Uh, no. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I usually do what other people tell me to do. No. Yeah. I always feel I need to do what others expect me to do. And that would be in the middle. Okay, interesting. So I think, you know, the problem I find just reading down this list is like, I'm not sure people are that accurate a reporter of themselves. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I have one one problem in that because I think sometimes, I don't know if you've had this experience, but you... You feel like something's not right, but you feel like you're being true to people, yeah. to your, you know, to yourself. But then a lot of that hap- happens when you have kind of an un- you're unaware of a conflict of beliefs. Yeah. You know, so it takes a lot of self exploration before you can get to the stage where you can genuinely answer this. And you know, when people say like, "I don't know how I really feel inside," I'm not sure people necessarily it's ironic to say you don't know the answer to that but you know sometimes I think we can be quite confident that yeah yeah we know it's fine it's fine and then actually deep down that's not how it is I think it's probably the other way around I think a lot of people inside know know, how they feel well no that they don't know how they feel yeah that's what I'm saying saying? yeah yeah. that's what I'm saying that you don't know how you feel so how can you answer this questionnaire you know we're not very objective about ourselves yeah and I think the other thing that I have an issue with which is my issue with putting things into a number of one to seven is like again I don't know if you find this but I think for me it's a lot more subtle than that I find certain aspects of myself to be quite easy to be authentic about right but other aspects not so much. And in certain instances or around certain people, you, it's easy to be authentic about some, these things, 
but around other people, it's easy to be authentic about those things, but not the things that you were. Auth- Do you know what I mean? I like, if you think it about it, to something that you said many, many podcast episodes ago, because you can be authentic in. So we have the different masks that we wear. So you've got a mom mask that you wear. You've got a you know, different friend to different people. So people see different aspects of you. But all those aspects that they see of you are authentic to you. Versus if you completely are going to be someone completely different than who you are to try and fit in. So you're not doing it based yeah, off I the see other... Mean, yeah. yeah, so you're, you're being authentic to self, but you know my relationship with you and I are as different than your relationship with someone right, else. Right, right. And so you give of yourself what that person needs versus trying That's to be very completely true. different. I think that if you think about like... Remember, you know, going to university, the first time you kind of left your house to go out into the working world or get your own place or something, and you have this split between your relationship with your family and who you are with your family and who you are with these university friends or working friends or whatever. And, you know, I think there's often ways that we can be very authentic with our families and ways that we aren't with our friends and vice versa. There's ways that, you know, things that we struggle to say to our families sometimes about ourselves that our friends know very well, but they don't know the things our families know. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? We're, we're complex. Yeah, it's, it's complex. I think we're it's, like, what is it in it's Shrek? It's like and, and we're an onion, onion. we're layers. It's, simplic- it's simple and complex at the same time, I think. Um, because I, well, I find that humans, <laughs> you humans, because <laughs> I'm an alien, you know, um, they are very simple in, in a, an effect, but we probably make things more complicated. Than maybe needs be maybe maybe like we're saying here in this conversation i really don't know my own mind and i haven't taken the time to figure out what that is because we we've had discussions about limit limiting beliefs and things like that and that's just all in your head isn't it and it seems yeah. like a very simple thing to change your mind and it is but it you have to do it internally and to you have let to figure out where go. that where that pressure point is i think because mm. like you know it's sort, sort of like you know, if you just treat the symptoms of a illness and you don't treat the underlying cause, hmm. suppose it's the same thing. If you if you just use your thoughts to go to the belief that's the symptom of an underlying core belief that you haven't really addressed, it doesn't really work. Do you know what I mean? You have to like, ba- you know, bore down deep and so, figure and out where it's coming from. Tell you different, and your Tony Robbins would probably tell you different as well because that's going back into the past, isn't it? So part of the whole NLP movement was the fact that so therapy is looking back. I don't, I don't mean go back into the out. past, but like I mean kind of what what's what's the limiting belief that's creating other beliefs? Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I get you because I've I I guess I explore on both ends. So sometimes I think it is worth it's worth the journey if you like doing in the journey to go and explore where these things have come from. So where did that? need to want to uh, um, be recognized by someone come from where did that you know that drive come from and I find that you know from a just from a curiosity standpoint to do that but in terms of if we're connecting this with changing and changing the way that you are like because I don't want to be the way that I am because it's limiting me you don't have to look backwards because it's about what you want to do sort of in the future um, but back to authenticity and knowing who you are, um, I think that exploration aspect has to happen for me. Like, you have to really know what your beliefs are. I, I imagine if I was just asked a question now, which I'll ask the listeners now, what are your core beliefs? And if I pause, most people that you'll ask that, they probably won't be able to rattle those off straight away what they what their core beliefs are like real core belief as in if someone's violating it you'll you know you'll go nuts crazy defend do whatever you need to do because we don't tend to think about them a lot but i think it's worth an exercise to really go deep and say well what really are my core values the things that you know i'll defend to whatever if someone's in violation of those which is separate from your beliefs your beliefs are are underpinned by um or your values are underpinned by your beliefs um but it's that 
Well, I suppose it's that too, understanding what your beliefs are. But the values are the thing that kind of drive you from a motivational point of view and understanding what they are, I think, is worth... You mean core values? Yeah, so you your core about values, core values, yeah. values. Yeah, Being yeah, able yeah. to explore what those are. Mm-hmm. Because then it's this back to what you said. And how, if you don't know what those are, then how can you act in this authentic way if you don't know what your core values and beliefs are? And if you might have a notion of it or inkling of it, but without really knowing it, then it's yeah. how do you know that you are being authentic to yourself? I was listening to this um, random uh, thing on Facebook, as you do, you know. <laughs> as you do. Come on. I, I know. <laughs> Listeners, come on, support me here. I'm not the only one. So, well, sometimes but, you guys send me stuff and I look and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Basically, this guy was talking um, about how his, his basic claim, which I found kind of interesting and, and true some of the time, is that we don't actually, we think we're, we're trying to work towards our goals or beliefs or whatever but actually we are practicing getting used to disappointment and we actually are working at being good at being disappointed Mm. because if we can be good at being disappointed and good at kind of failing essentially and that we don't let it bother us anymore then it, then we're safe, yeah. you know, we feel emotionally safe. And, and actually, you know, I, I felt like that really, when I was reading, that kind of came up in my mind because it's, it is part of understanding yourself and knowing what it is you're working towards, like in terms of how to be authentic in your life. Sometimes I think it's quite easy to fool ourselves into thinking we're working towards something and we keep not achieving it in whatever way that is. You know, that yeah, could yeah. be socially, that could be work-wise, that could be whatever. We think we're doing it, but we're sort of undercutting ourselves a little bit all the time. And, and like Tony Robbins and I suppose would, Robbins would say, you know, you're kind of not, not fully giving, you know, bringing yeah. it. So, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just well, kind of found that interesting because I feel like it speaks to the fact that we do kind of fool ourselves sometimes. Yeah. You well, know? I, I find it, one of the things that, that's a fascinating exploration for me and I don't have an answer for is most of the stuff is in our head and we make it up. Even the stuff that, like, you know, if you, when, even when someone you say you're going to go, well, let's just take public speaking. And some people say, oh, I'm a, you know, they get petrified of, if they've got to go speak in front of a group. But they haven't spoken in front of the group, just the thought of speaking in front of the group, and yeah. they get really nervous. And that's just in your head. And then when I say, well, why do you... And that's because you're imagining it turning out bad. But equally, and it's the same exact principle and force, you can imagine it turning out how you want it to, and then you'll feel better right there on the spot. But for some reason, this is to support your point you just said there, we seem naturally to default to what the worst that can happen and then we reinforce it again and, and again we reinforce it and yeah. then we get all nervous and we're all and i hate speaking you know and so we limit ourselves from that but it's all from a story that we've told ourselves in our head that's only make-believe but we seem very good at and very 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 good at telling ourselves a negative story but not very good at saying all right well it's just made up anyway i'll tell myself a the positive story and getting into the more resourceful kind of state um, and, I, and maybe that's just that the mechanism of our brain is that it's a blessing and a curse isn't it is that that we can imagine a future that's not there which is i guess from a evolutionary standpoint what was designed to keep us safe as in i can imagine what the worst that could happen yeah, and so then that way it, i yeah. can plan for it and avoid that so that's one of our advantages from so, the I mean, animal kingdom that we have. <laughs> basically, this um, there's been some academic studies on the authentic personality. I'll put two um, good articles if you can weed through the academic speak, which uh, always puts me back <laughs> into that world. And I kind of uh, like, oh. love it. But anyway, but it is it is good. And and basically, um, Alex Lindley is the guy that kind of started this off, and Alex Wood is is a guy that created this uh, um, authenticity scale. But basically. Um, you know, he talks about, they talk, they talk about kind of three aspects and, and what we've just talked about is the first one, the actual deep down emotions, core values, beliefs, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then if we don't 
live so one the first stage like we're saying is is to kind of get clear about that and then and i think sometimes that can happen because we have this sense of alienation and if you have that sense like people don't know the real me mm. i think you kind of that means you kind of have to go back inside and kind of figure out what is it about you that they don't get and there was that really good um line wasn't it that you were supposed to fill out like where was it where is it in my What's notes it? you have it too it's fill in if you really knew me you'd know this that's a good question to ask anyone because I think that a lot of people would fail that yeah, yeah. <laughs> even ourselves yeah that's what I'm saying yeah so but then you have this next kind of area where it's getting translated into action in your life and if that comes together then you feel authentic but right. if that doesn't come together you feel a self of well guess can we go back to that self alienation yeah now if i can't answer that yeah. question for you is that because you haven't disclosed your authentic self to me that that or is it because i haven't paid attention because I, I i think could be it, both, yeah I think. yeah cause i'm just imagining if someone was asking you, well, you know fill it, you know if you really need me you'd know this and yeah yeah. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and then uh, pick up where you were. Where you Stage were two and off. three. Stage two and three. And, and then you've we got can, some steps, don't you? Yeah. Some some steps about how to um, ways to live your authentic life or find it or something like that. <laughs> the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week. Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born, and as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. Haha. <laughs> Leave a review for us on iTunes, or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. Okay, so... You've got, how does this translate into your life? Next stage. So you know who you are. Right. Now what? Now what? So yeah, what do you do with that? What do you do? So do you just start living in your authentic way? And then the moment that it butts up against someone, do you retreat back into your shell? Which I think often happens. If you, you do the work and you figure out who you are and you say, well, I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to be authentic to myself. I think far, then you'll, you'll no doubt run into people who don't like that because you're not who they know you as and so they put pressure on you to not change because if you change they've got to change and it takes a lot of courage to then stay your course I think yeah it's it's funny because this is where I feel like it gets even more complicated because or maybe we're just making it that way but you know like if you think about in a work environment there's only, you know, it depends on what you feel like your authentic self is. And maybe that is a kind of process where you think, okay, I can't actually work here anymore because if I work here, I have to kind of believe these set of things. Yeah. And I've questioned all of that and now I can't exist here. Yeah. So, and I, I suppose that's kind of what happened to me in academia. I kind of went through a process where I was like, this isn't m me and if you know i if you don't believe certain things to be true it's really hard to exist in that environment mm. and so yeah you either choose to be inauthentic or and go with it or you choose you to no leave that but that's the thing that. there's a lot of a lot of people who are in a job and i think sometimes it's not so terrible to you know put certain things aside to I don't know, play the game a little bit, you know, right. like it doesn't mean that you, like you're saying, you don't have to be authentic in every aspect of yourself in every situation. Do you mm. know what I mean? I think there's But I think what you're hitting at is maybe a little tougher. So if I'm 
in the space where I'm not allowed to be my authentic self at all, as in not the I'm changing myself, I'm putting on my work hat and I'm being in my work right. and I'm being in my authentic work self. But I mean core value authentic. So I have to be inauthentic to my I suppose that's what it is, self, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, but I'm in that environment, but I, I recognize that and I want to come out, but I might have other pressures that say, well, no. Like, for instance, if you're the, you know, the sole earner for that income for your house and you need the money to do it, so you go and you suffer at work because of you've got to support the family, um, but you're miserable. But then others, and this is probably one of the things that, you know, sometimes it upsets me in no way. There's a lot of things you might read in the self-help community and all in that, that kind of space is, Yes, live your authentic self, go out, do these things. Life is short, so don't spend it in a miserable job. Get out of that, you know. And you might not be in the capacity to do that. And I know some will say, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, make the change and you'll figure something out because otherwise you're, you're wasting your life kind of thing. Um, but I think there's a kind of a middle way between yeah, no, I, I that think drop so. it immediately. Yeah. You know, you can transition out of things and stuff. Here, here's a dilemma that I kind of feel like raises this issue too is what if you're in a job and you're in a leadership role? I mean, we talked about the kind of loneliness of leadership yeah. last week. And there's a certain thing that you have to hold. Like when I go and teach a yoga class, there's a certain space that I have to hold with that that isn't about being authentic but I can't come in and be my authentic pro here's the problems going on in my life do you know what I mean yeah. I have to go in and be kind of and hold that space for other people to you know be okay and you know so, so there was this instance in one of, or example in one of the articles we were reading about how this woman came into a position of leadership and in the kind of introductory talk that she had with her team, tried to be authentic in saying, um, and this is what they called authentic, saying, I'm really excited for this opportunity, but I'm really nervous and I'm really scared about this. And, you know, kind of letting all of those fears come out. Mm. And actually, it was really detrimental to the team to hear that. And I kind of feel like that's where we get, that, we get confused. And I think it's about the way that you... Do frame it, it as yeah. well yeah. yeah but you know if you just kind of let it all hang out you know you wouldn't and talk the way to your team that you're leading the same way that you would talk to your friend about your fears it's not really going to work I don't know see I think one of the things about leadership like really good leaders is that they are very authentic and they don't because everybody knows that you're human but what does that mean so what what does that what it means is to yes admit that you have fears but then you know the enlightened leader which says I have fears as well but here's what we're gonna do about them or here's the things that I'm doing to take that out I think when you as opposed to the leader that comes up and just does this solid mass and you know nothing never bothers them is wrong you know some people can see or people a sense. Unless you are a person that nothing's bothering you, so you are authentic, so you don't, you're not play acting or any of that. So, because people can sense when it's not completely authentic. Um, if you admit I have fears, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, that's that openness and honestness of a leader that I think the vulnerability. I was just reading an article about um, on leadership on that. It's about being able right. to show your vulnerability because that then makes you more human and then people are can be more endearing to you in that way because they understand you as a person but what's the difference between being authentic as a lead like being your authentic leader self yeah and being your authentic like friend self or partner self with someone who's really in a different relationship than yeah. you so for me about it, it would translate to language like i like, you probably never really hear me use bad language, do you? Cursing. No. Yeah. But if I, if you were one of my army boys, <laughs> you'd hear me cursing like a sailor or a soldier. Um, but most people will have never really heard me use that kind of language. Um, where was I going with this? Where I was going with it, the difference, I think, is how, one in language 
Um, and then in context of, so for instance, if, if I don't believe in something, now you could go in as a leader and say, well, I don't really believe in this new policy. And then you're all down and negative, and then that translates into your team. But the decision's already been made that that's what the policy is going to be. So as a leader in an authentic place, you can admit, here's the policy, and this is what it is. Admittedly, there's these things that have come up, and the decision has been this, and this, so that's what we're living with, and that's what we're going to do. So you have to put the spin on it and say, yep, acknowledge yeah. this bit sucks, and it's missing that, that, and the other thing. Because I think this is where people get confused, and I suppose where I get confused is that, you know, sometimes I think we mistake the idea that we're, we have to be authentic mm. to almost like it's there's this one self we have and we have to be that same person to everybody rather than realizing. But I think what you're saying is that it comes down to your core belief. So, yeah. you know, you need to kind of be in. Like if I go into teach a yoga class, it's really important to me to communicate all of the challenges that I face in yoga. You yeah. know, like this is also hard for me, this is also what I'm working on, whatever. But it's not a place where I go and talk about personal problems, yeah. you know? And so but I think that that's, I think there is that like, come back down to your core beliefs, know, know the hat that you have to put on yeah. and the requirements of that space. And then, you know, not sharing my personal issues so at be, the moment doesn't conflict in that space, doesn't conflict with a core belief no. I have. And to be inauthentic in that space would be to pretend that you didn't have any personal problems, that you were some right. super yoga guru and you had no personal problems at ever. Life was just super sweet. That would be being inauthentic. And I think you're right. So you don't come and say, here's all my personal problems in the yoga mat because the context is not that space maybe you know we take off the yoga hat and we're in the pub and we're hanging out you know we yeah. can talk about those things but the yoga place is not that space um, so you're still authentic when we're respecting the boundaries of the context and the place that we're in yeah um, versus yeah I have no problems I, I walk on water man <laughs> my life is golden and rosy baby yeah definitely don't do that yeah. so then what we've kind of moved into talking about is this third factor of how much you let external social environment influence you and cause you to act counter to your beliefs mm. and for me this kind of brought up this idea that authenticity can sometimes conflict with our need for acceptance and that's exactly what you said at the, kind of towards the beginning is like if, I, if I'm genuinely myself a lot of people can't handle that. Yeah. And I think that's our big fear, isn't it? That we're, we're going to come out with this stuff and it's not, it's actually not going to be okay. So like you're saying, all these self-help, you know, <laughs> in the context of sitting by yourself, reading this like yeah. wonderful little journal article, it sounds really easy to be like, be authentic, you know, live your dream, blah, blah, blah. But when you're in the context of friends, family, work, all this kind of stuff, these things become mm. complicated. And you know, if I actually speak how I feel, it's not going to be okay. And yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things in that, isn't there? So it's, it's, it's. And what does that mean? I suppose like people laugh at you or people reject you or, you know, all the stuff that Brene Brown was talking about as no, well. I think and in that instance, I guess I would say if you are modifying your behavior because of the fear on that end, I think that's something to be addressed if you're modifying it because of that. If you are modifying it in the sense of being sensitive to the other person and what their needs are, I think that's different. Kind of like when we had that episode and you can maybe link this in the show notes where we talked about telling the honest brutal truth one that episode oh, better that to be did. truth or be yeah. kind yeah you know, so authentic self would be always tell the truth and be truthful so do i say exactly what's on my mind or do i take your self you into consideration and your feelings and modify my language to tell you what i need to tell you but maybe not exactly how i feel inside with it so i think um you know, this, this idea of, I guess it takes some courage. I guess that's where it is, to be your authentic self. So I'm not going to modify my behavior because I'm afraid that you're not going to like me or you're not going to approve, because yeah. so, that's just going to make you miserable. But I have to have courage to say, well, if I'm going to be this way, I, I understand 
that some people aren't going to like it and I might actually lose them as a friend because... You know, I think this becomes even more complicated when we talk about kids because, or maybe not, but, mm. you know, a friend of mine has a really, um, has a little girl who's, you know, in the early years of, of primary or elementary mm. school and she's wonderful. She's, you know, kind of into drama and loves quirky clothes and just is, is just her totally herself. And I she, like it. she, she's amazing and she kind of has this um, thing about her personality that's protecting her right now because she's kind of like a bit like flies high you know she's yeah, a bit like yeah. in the clouds so she doesn't notice a yeah. lot of the things that other other people who are super clued into every single social thing yeah. would pick up on so in a way that's that's helping her out but you know I know her her mother you know and I were talking and it's like you know it's really hard because you see all this great stuff and you know that actually in these early years and, and particularly at school and I, you know, I've talked about the same thing with my son. If you're not, if you're not the round peg for the round hole, then, you know, people still keep banging you in, you know, cause school is like really about conformity and about wearing things that are acceptable and liking things that are acceptable and being ways that are acceptable. And even sometimes being a little bit mean, you know, yeah. that because that's part of the social thing. So I just, yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, how do you even think about from the early days in your own childhood or whatever ways that you stopped being who you, parts of who you were yeah. because. So that's that an just interesting one okay. for me because of my, the way that my mom out of her value that she pushed on to me about this whole... So I was, a, I was a non-conformist, probably largely because of her, so I never really succumbed to the peers around me, the way what people were wearing, or to think what people are thinking. And it was largely, you know, the way that she kind of pushed me to have this non-dependence on anyone, peer group, anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, what, what that allowed me to do was have a... I had a very broad... Like I could hang out with the jocks, I could hang out with the geeks, I could hang out with the stoners. So I fit into a lot of groups, but I never felt that I needed to belong to a group from that, that point of view. But again, that's, you know, that's up to how, I suppose, how we influence a kid's development and as in to make it okay for them to say, look, you can be yourself and if these people don't like you, then you know, that's just tough because there are other people out there that might do so don't feel you got to conform and do what other people yeah saying. It, you know it's like i don't know i think you know in school and in, in those years certain traits are like framed to be positive mm. and it's so funny how so many things that kids do and we can think about ourselves as well about things that we did can be framed either way quite yeah. easily and i remember um you know, when my son last year was kind of struggling to conform in school and, and kind of behave, and he wanted to keep doing his own thing. He didn't want to listen to what the teacher wanted to do. Now, he was super curious about stuff, and mm. he, he was doing, he wasn't being destructive in things. He was, but he didn't want to move on. If you got him in an activity, he was like in flow. He didn't want to move on from that until he was done. Yeah, yeah. And there were certain things where, and then I went, you know, that was getting him into trouble. And then I, I went to this other, um, you know, kind of parent group, this uh, forest school. And the guy who was leading it was like, oh, oh my, was he being a leader? Yeah. And I was like, it just made me, you know, him just using that word to reframe what my son was, was doing that was being framed completely negatively, like defiant, basically, yeah. was totally reframed. And I think there's so many things I think about this other little girl that I know and you know, it's like there's so many things like that that you think our personality traits can be framed in good or bad ways, but oftentimes the things that we feel like we can't be authentic about, it's only because they've been framed in a bad yeah. way. But I think that's where it's up to us then as parents as well is to give kids a way to deal with that, as in you want them to keep their independence, but then you've got to prepare them with understanding that actually... Not everybody's going to like you, and you don't need everybody to like you, and yeah. don't change for anyone. So you've got to make that an okay thing for them. Yeah. Otherwise, they and do. And we have to thing. do that for ourselves as well now as yeah, adults. We have so, to, yeah. Because yeah. I can think of another. There was a, one of uh, Brittany's friends that was like that. She was always 
I mean, she was in a whole nother planet, which I loved. Um, but because she wasn't like the other kids, she did get, you know, sort of picked on or ostracized and stuff like that, um, which was a shame because just as you're saying, it's like, you know, she was this kid that was completely... the most interesting people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, what do you, and you don't want her to lose that just to fit in with other knuckleheads that want her to sort of conform and I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial here because see my mom was just a she was a bear man <laughs> because the other thing and I know you can't do this these days um and I and yeah and then I'm not condoning violence or, or any of that the other thing that allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do in school in terms of whichever group is that you know I wasn't afraid to if someone I guess picked on me or wanted to do something that I didn't like I wasn't afraid to clock them and then you do that to one person and everybody else will leave you alone it's like I wasn't a violent person but I never let anybody push me around yeah um and that understanding also made my life a lot easier in school in terms of not needing to conform because no one would dare say well you call me whatever kind of name you want to call because I don't want to do yeah something because they didn't want to face the consequences <laughs> but, but think, i'm not you know, con- i'm not condoning violence that's here, right folks. well but the other thing is too you can you can translate that into anything like yeah. you know women might and girls might have a different way of kind of clocking somebody yeah you know yeah, yeah. But it's what would be more verbal yes there but. you go yeah so i guess it's that i guess it's like um and you're right and as adults how do we be authentic to ourselves and understanding that and having the courage I suppose to say well it, it may even affect close relationships because people want you to stay how they want you to be so that they don't have to change and that's what the big issue becomes is that the people that you're around if you change it means that they have to change and they might not want to change so you if you take that journey then you have to realize that the fallout might be that there's a balance isn't there between kind of being your authentic self and not taking in other what other people need so there was some kind of um oh yeah it was carl rogers so carl rogers is you know a famous psychologist who was you know kind of in the humanist school of thought and he was really into studying authenticity and, and valuing it as like a core part of a, like a healthy personality. But he was basically saying that it's about striving to balance your own needs and your own values while living with others and meeting the needs of those relationships. So there's like a balance to be struck. So it's, mm. I suppose it's not that you want to just completely reject everything coming at you from the outside. But and and you know it's kind of like you're saying you have to sometimes. I don't know, like you don't have masks. Yeah, we have our different masks. Well, yeah, and we have our different hats that we wear. But you know, it's funny because like you know, my brother, for instance, has no compulsion to do what other people expect of him, and I think sometimes that can be really frustrating. But sometimes that, in a different frame of reference, that's actually a real strength that he has. You know, and, and oftentimes, I think, I don't know if, if it's a, a more of a woman's trait or not to be a bit more accommodating and to compromise more, but I think sometimes, you know, it, it's about balancing these two things out and kind of, you don't want to go, go over to the extent that you're not taking anybody else into consideration, so then you're being like a jerk. But there is something really kind of profound and also... I don't know if like relaxing or kind of like, like if you think about, I'm just a a state of mind where you can just be yourself and it doesn't bother you. And if, as long as you're not hurting anybody else and you're not impacting anybody else, you just do what you want to do. And I think, I don't know, you know, people make it seem like there's a lot wrong with that, but that's their problem. And is there something in your statement there in terms of the do bit? I think it's the do bit that, is when you need to take into consideration others, but what about the be bit? So you should be able to be how you want to be. I think you have to be mindful when you do stuff, like when we talk about the example with the, yeah. you know, telling the truth, you know, be truthful. That's what I think to, to you to be honest and truthful, but now I need to tell you something that, you know, that you need to hear, but I don't have to do that in a cruel 
and you can focus away. on behavior and stuff but yeah. i think maybe that's the way to distinguish it is like focus on if the, is there a behavior that's actually negatively impacting someone else or is that just it's actually okay for them to be like that but this is the thing can you and i, I guess i would have issues to say that i wouldn't would you question yourself in your way of being? So I think any person should have the right to be any way they want to be. I think, you know, to have an ordered society, we have to pay attention to the things that we do. But how you be and what your beliefs are, you know, that's on you and however you want to do. Is, but when you, when you turn that into action and start to do is when I think you have to yeah. be able to modify. The being, you can be however you want to be. You're doing... Yeah. Maybe something else. Shall we um, talk about some of these ways, yeah, yeah, five yeah. Your, ways your to... Yeah, yeah, your beautiful it? notes. Let's uh, talk about that. An authentic life. And this okay. is from Polly Campbell. Um, create an authentic life. She gives five steps for doing that. And I'll just go through these rather quickly and you could do the exercises yourselves. Um, redefine your values is, is the sort of first step. So get clear about what it is that you believe in is kind of what we were saying. So like if you sort don't, through. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you don't know what your values and your beliefs are, what your true values and beliefs are, then it's hard for you to be and authentic. That, but I suppose going into that with like a questioning up, like mind, like you're almost going to question everything yeah. so that you can sort through what you've adopted because someone else told really you that push, was the right thing and really push yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to that's what i've always believed or it's you know just because it's really you, you know, can really take it. the socratic method here too where yeah, it's absolutely. like you kind of keep question keep question and from? go down where did that come from and, uh, yeah yeah, exactly. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and the second one is to foster an open mind it's kind of where you were just going with there so challenge yourself to look at all sides of a situation um, so just because you believe this one thing, don't you know? I think it's always good to step out and have a look at this thing from the other point of view. As there well. was that thing about the Socratic method, wasn't it? In that where it's like you take a question and then you, or you take a belief rather, and then you try and think of the counter belief, yeah. like the any support for a counter belief, yeah, and doing absolutely. that process can kind of. Yeah, kind yeah. Of clarify things. This yeah, yeah, like, is there another way of looking at it, and what would that be? And then that one that you asked already, fill in the blank. If you really knew me, you you'd know this. And I think that's good to ask yourself that. So if you take the third party position and say, if I re- if I really knew me, I'd know this. I think that's good. Uh, fourth thing you could do is to notice when you're being inauthentic. So I guess you've taken that journey and figured out your authentic self then it's always paying attention to when you are not being authentic and explore the fears and beliefs that you that may create barriers to your authenticity so like what we were saying are you not being authentic because you fear what someone else is going to say or think about you and that sort of thing so question what because oftentimes we feel the fear but we're not actually aware of the like underlying thing Yeah, yeah absolutely and then the last bit is to trust in your intuition and that's just about paying attention to your own self because you're inside i think we all have a little voice and i'm just assuming that people have voices in their head and that i'm not just crazy um, and you'll have a really 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 quiet quiet there'll be lots of loud voices in your head that's telling you all the stuff that you don't really need to be listening to it's that quiet voice that you want to listen to your intuition and just follow that as a use that as your sort of compass guide to um, your guide to your authentic self and, and that that sort of space. So yeah, trust your um, intuition. And I think this is an ongoing journey as well. So you're always in this. Any new experience sort of you have is going to throw up a question on certain values that you have, isn't it? And then you assess whether that still holds or not, like you said. Yeah. But, you know, and I think one of the things, too, is that I came across is notice when you're being inauthentic. Mm. So, that you know, like I said, I feel like it, there's going to be probably a lot of aspects of yourself that you are really authentic about. But there's going to be certain things that you feel like it's a lot harder for you to be yourself about I'm trying and, to think of a, you know this, noticing a what that situations yeah. that happens to you or, or notice when it's happening then you can kind of go okay well I always seem to be in this situation you know yeah and I'm just try, I'm trying to think of a situation where where that happens so, or happens to me I can think of situations in fact I've just had one recently where the other person I don't think is very genuine or authentic so then 
I don't give that person much time and or space. So they don't, they don't see the real me because I don't think that, I don't, yeah, I don't trust them enough to, to disclose to me. So I keep, I have a very big wall around this person because they're not very authentic. But but I, I wonder in, in you know themselves. like they don't seem very genuine so it's like I can't. But I wonder if that. there's like we need to distinguish between making a wall and acting inauthentically. Well, no, there is. Do you know what I mean? No, I think yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, there's I, different. Absolutely, absolutely. Like so, for me to be authentic in that instance, but to pretend like I want to like that that person and yeah. you know, I'm all friendly. And That's all, true. Yeah. So that would be me being inauthentic, even though I know I can't stand to be around this person and that sort of thing but pretending that I did. Um, and I'm not very good at pretending that I like uh, you. <laughs> it's a curse to, to be good at that. So but, but not being count able yourself to pretend. Lucky. That pre- I can't pretend. I think um, you'll know. I guess people kind of tend to know if I don't like them really. Um, but yes, anyway. If you know me, you'll know that I don't like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you'll know. Sweet. All right, anyway, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it all up. Good stuff. I would like to hear from some of you guys as well. You know what we'll do? We'll put our we'll put uh, two or three of our core beliefs up on a post All on right. Facebook, and I'll link in the show notes. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, then you'll be very interested in authenticity. Yeah. I'm I wanna, sure. I want to. So take that your test, fill in that blank for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fill in yeah, the blanks. But All come right. come come to that post. I'll I'll put a link in, and then you can kind of. We'll make a big list. Yeah. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode um, if you head over to havanacafesessions.co.uk and click on the contribute button. You'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.